Portland police say that they're not allowed to stop people from pooping on the street. And Japan is going crazy for luxury toilet paper at $12 a roll. And a company will pay you $1,000 to drink coffee for a whole month, but you're not allowed to visit Starbucks. These are the weird stories for today. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. This is the only weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I hope you're here with me today. I think that you are if you're listening to this. Let's give you some weird stories. Maybe learn something. Maybe laugh a little bit. Oh, but it's going to be weird, baby. Portland police say that they're not allowed to stop people from pooping in the street. Apparently, Portland has a serious pooping problem. Pooping in the streets. Pooping in the streets. The Oregon City recently acknowledged that it removed over 3,000 gallons of human poop from the streets in the past year. Wow. Is that a lot of poop? Mm. How much do I poop? How many gallons do I poop a year? Is it 3,000 gallons seems like a lot of poop. From a lot of people. I heard that San Francisco has a similar problem. Downtown LA, where I live also. A lot of of poop. Thousands of gallons of poop, I imagine. So much poop in downtown LA and in San Diego that they had major hepatitis outbreaks. The homelessness in this country is really getting out of hand. I'm very alarmed. Very alarmed. Let's see what the article says about what's going on in Portland here. The police say that they're powerless to stop these homeless people from pooping in public even if it happens right in front of their face. I don't understand how the cops can't stop someone that's pooping right in front of your face. That's indecent indecent exposure for one. I'm sure there's some other clauses there, like, you know, uh, depositing human waste without a license in public. There's got to be something for that. The sergeant, Kevin Allen, told the media, this is a topic that officers that work downtown hear about somewhat regularly. The complication is that an Oregon court last year barred authorities from using a state law in cases of public urination and defecation. I'm not aware of a legislative fix, Allen said. So at this point, we are actually unable to address this behavior from a law enforcement standpoint. With the police paralyzed, Portland has resorted to expensive cleanup efforts. According to a recent analysis by the city, as many as 450 reports of human waste are filed with Portland's homeless complaint system every week. Each time a crew responds, it costs taxpayers $316. $300 to clean up poop? Why is it so much money? I've been picking up dog poop all week long. Cost me just one little bag. That's all. Cost me nothing to pick up dog poop. Why is human poop so much? Same system, right? Just take a bag, pick it up. I mean... you got to send a whole crew in hazmat suits. I don't understand why it's so expensive. This is a backwards-ass process, it sounds like, over in Portland. Fearing urban blight or an outbreak of infectious disease, Democratic Mayor Ted Wheeler and the Portland City Council agreed to spend some $900,000 on portable toilets and bathrooms for the homeless in the coming year. The larger issue, of course, is homelessness itself, as Portland has grown into a hipster mecca. The homeless population has become increasingly desperate and increasing, increasingly visible. And so has the poopage. Very visible. Can you imagine the smell? Man, what's downtown Portland smell like? This is bad. I don't think installing porta-potties is going to be the solution either, though. In 2015, Portland declared a state of emergency. Did you know that? Did you know that? State of emergency in the hopes of securing additional federal and state funding to respond to its homeless crisis. 
Yet, over the past two years, Multnomah County, where Portland is located, has recorded a nearly 40% increase in the number of chronically homeless people. In a profile of the problem last month, Fox News found that conditions have gotten so bad that it's hardening even the most liberal of bleeding hearts. And then the article talks about a national homelessness crisis because Portland is not alone, as you know. Federal statistics show homelessness trending downward nationwide. A number of American cities have struggled with vagrancy and the attendant toll of human waste. At at least 10 West Coast cities from Los Angeles to Seattle have have in recent years declared states of emergency because of -of out-of-control homelessness. Yeah, this is uh, becoming a health hazard. This is why the Portland police can't stop people from pooping in the street, though. What is the deal with that? With the possible exception of San Francisco, no city embodies the conservative caricature of progressive administration more than Portland, where officials tolerate semi-regular clashes between Antifa protesters and right-wing activists. When it comes to public defecation, the Oregon Court of Appeals decided uh, that a 2017 state law against littering does not cover public urination. Okay. So, doesn't public urination have its own law, though? I mean, shouldn't it? I mean, the article is saying that they're hoping to pass some legislation to allow lawmakers to uh, empower the police to bust public defecators. But um, I'm not seeing the actual law and why it's such a... why you can't arrest them. I don't understand it. Not arrest them, but do something about it. Um, You can't be pooping in the streets, right? Every city that I've lived in has these laws that you can't poop in the street. I don't understand why Portland doesn't have such things. I'm sure they've got to be on the books. If you look on these law books, everything is on there. It's just a matter of whether or not they'll enforce it. There's like, it's like sodomy is on in so many states' laws still. Never mind local laws. Where they, you know, What do they call those? Blue laws? Something like that? These old school laws that are just, you know, they're very crazy and they make no sense now in the light of 2019 modern technological civilization but they're on there and i'm sure there's laws in portland against public defecation so i don't see why the police don't get on their ass you know if they were to the the other thing is if the police were to arrest people for doing this the jails would be filled with these people so it's like that's another issue oh what do you do what do you do i know i have a lot of listeners in portland um my buddy ryan who sends me a lot of the florida Friday stories um, is up there as well. And so you guys probably want to weigh in on this. But, uh, you know, I've, I've experienced uh, the homelessness in Los Angeles to the point where I've actually been attacked. So this is, a, this is something that's happening all over. Mm, not so funny, this article, but weird, weird. We're still delivering. <laughs> Japan is going wild for luxury toilet paper, even spending as much as $12 per roll. Japan, man. They're so crazy. Gotta go over there. They got a poop museum? What? They're very obsessed with poop over there. This is the second poop story I'm doing in this seg- in this uh, episode, and I apologize. I-, I know I'm a comedian. At the end of the day, poop jokes. Uh, you know, everybody likes a good poop joke. Can't always do the highbrow shit, guys. You know what I mean? Gotta deliver for the... <laughs> For the fans of the poop jokes sometimes. You like dad jokes? Well, sometimes Weird AF News will throw in a few. So the story's out of Tokyo. 
There's not a lot here, but let's get into it. Uh, the photos are what's best here, really. So could, could you Google high-end toilet paper, luxury toilet paper? You're going to be blown away. So the latest must-have product to take Japan by storm isn't high-tech and it isn't garnering rave reviews in glossy design magazines. The country where electronically controlled heated bidet accessorized high-tech toilets are commonplace has in fact made it another has made another contribution to lavatory luxury. Wow, a lot of big words in here. Let me break it down for you. What they're saying is in the country where, you know, heated bidet toilets are common, Japan is continuing in the area of bathroom luxury with high-end toilet papers. Oh yes, they're rolling off the shelves, these toilet paper. These this toilet paper. So what's convinced Japanese consumers to fork out more than 12 or $15 per roll? Which is pretty crazy. It started about five years ago in the sleepy paper-making town of Tosa, T-O-S-A, which is on Japan's southwestern island of Shikoku. I hope I'm saying these correctly. The aging owner of an obscure family-run paper company called Mochisuki Seishi was troubled by sensitive skin and determined to find a solution. And so therefore, invented some very glossy, very very soft, very high-end, beautiful toilet paper made by delicately, delicately processing the paper pulp fiber and precisely managing the water temperature used in the paper-making process, yielding the softest wipe on earth. The resulting three-ply toilet paper is so fragile, it has to be rolled by hand. Don't you guys want toilet paper rolled by hand? The original 10-person Mochisuki Seishi factory is very small, so the rolling work is farmed out to part-timers who do it in their homes. Can you imagine that's a job? You're rolling toilet paper in your living room. One roll of what's called the Rabbit brand white toilet paper retails for 500 yen or about $5, roughly the price of 12 regular rolls. But that's the budget option. A gift box of eight artistically patterned pastel-colored rolls from the luxurious Hennebisho line of luxury toilet paper will set you back about $100, suitable for birthdays and thank you gifts for wedding guests. Each roll comes wrapped in handmade Japanese washi paper. Man, I mean, you got to see the photos of this luxurious toilet paper. Beautiful butterflies. It looks so thin and soft, I admit. It looks like it just feels so good on your buttocks. Really. They're calling it artisanal toilet paper. Unbelievable. The luxury three-ply toilet tissue has become a national obsession. Mochisuki paper, which used to turn out 300 rolls a month, is now struggling to meet the demand as it can only produce 12,000 rolls in a week. Despite hiring extra staff, the company can't keep up with the orders of this artisanal toilet paper. We sell 8,000 rolls in half a day, says the manager. In spite of the success, the owner of the company still isn't convinced the work is done. He takes a roll home to test every day. He's not 100% satisfied. He's thinking about doing not three-ply, four-ply toilet paper. Whoa, slow down, dude. Slow down. I can't take this three-ply going on here. I then did a, I did a Google search on how to buy this luxury toilet paper. It said it's $100 for a, 
the uh, the luxury box. But I found one for $87 at japantrendshop.com. So if you guys – they, they offer worldwide shipping. So for $87, you can get a a nice butterfly design luxury toilet paper. <laughs> it comes in like a really nice box as well. And every roll is a different color. This uh, – oh, my goodness. This is um, This is crazy, man. Why spend so much money on something that at the end of the day is just going to get effed up? I mean, really? I guess if you really want to impress somebody, though, if you have a guest over that you really want to impress, this luxury toilet paper is the way to go. Maybe a good wedding gift, as they say. Sounds like it could be. To me, I'd get it for somebody more as a gag. Look at this. I got you the most expensive toilet paper on earth. Every time you wipe your butt, it costs $18. Doesn't that feel good? Yes, I want to wipe my butt for $20 a day. Yes, I spend $50 a week wiping my butt. What do you spend? It's just another way to make yourself feel better than everybody else. <laughs> a company is going to pay you $1,000 to drink coffee for a month, but you're not allowed to go to Starbucks. That sounds easy to me, right? There is no doubt that over the years, small businesses have been increasingly under threat, whether it's your local barbers, your local dry cleaners, or even your coffee shop. Our fast-paced lifestyles are also contributing to a shift in our consumer habits. And the franchises keep coming into the big cities. Big coffee chains in particular are on the rise, including well-known companies such as Starbucks, Tim Hortons, The Coffee Bean, Gloria Jeans, and Dunkin' Donuts, which is my favorite. Because I'm from Boston and Dunkin' Donuts is our, you know, that's our go-to. These are the big chains. The globally, you can't include Pete's in here. I like Pete's coffee as well, but they're not mentioning Pete's. There's not that many Pete's locations, unfortunately. The globally recognized Starbucks is the best example of a franchise gone big. I covered an article a few weeks ago about a guy whose goal it was to have a cup of coffee at every Starbucks in the world. But the guy cheats, man. He He doesn't even get a full cup of coffee. He does a shot of coffee. Ridiculous. In an effort to combat the chain store reaction, an American consulting firm that focuses on small business is now offering $1,000 to anyone who is willing to buy coffee at only local establishments for a month and then share their experiences online. There's only one simple requirement. Avoid Starbucks. This is business.org is the name of the, uh, of the firm. Business.org is looking for self-professed Starbucks junkies who will be tasked with visiting at least eight local coffee shops in a month where they will track important elements of their experiences, such as the cost, the quality, customer service, and average wait time on their social media networks. The objective is to get people to drink more coffee in local shops and to support the local economy. The $1,000 will be distributed in two installments. You can To apply, you need to just fill out a questionnaire with your locations and the reasons why you would be the ideal candidate. And it's, um, it's only open to those eligible to work in the United States. And applications close on September 30th. So you're running out of time. Go to business.org if you want to apply. I will totally apply. This is easy for me. I can't stand Starbucks so much. And I love supporting local coffee shops. I've gone to several in downtown Manhattan here. And because I haven't been here in a year, um, you know, I've noticed that there's new coffee shops are popping up and they're so cool. They all have their little quirks and personalities. I love local coffee shops and you should totally support local coffee shops. Why you go to Starbucks? Unless it's the only thing available, 
Maybe you got to use the bathroom, the Wi-Fi. I mean, that those are the only times I want to jump into Starbucks if there's no other choice. But I really love the personality of these little local coffee shops. I love to get away from that whole corporate mentality. I don't like that they ask my name at Starbucks. It's not your business what my name is. You should already know my name. And your local coffee shop, they already know your name. You walk in, they go, what's up, Jonesy? I know what you want. Macchiato on ice? Yeah, bitch. You feel like you belong. You want to go where everybody knows your name already. Yeah, man. This is a cool contest. I I should totally apply for this. Drink to drink coffee for a thousand dollars for a month. What are you out of your mind? That's all I do is drink coffee. I mean, yeah, I drink coffee and play softball pretty much, <laughs> and record weird. I would, I would, weird AF 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 news. Yay! I want to thank you, weirdos, for listening to this episode of Weird AF News and all the other episodes. I want to thank those of you who have even went back in time and listened to all, whatever, I got 600 episodes? I don't even know. I get messages from people that are going, I'm listening to all of your episodes. I'm like, you, do you have that kind of time? I mean, that shit is longer than watching all of Game of Thrones, I think. All my episodes add up to longer than Game of Thrones, I'd imagine. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. Well, I've been doing it a long time, guys, and we'll continue to do it with your support. Yes, how do you support Weird AF News? Well, you tell a friend to listen to the weird news that comes out of my mouth. Especially if you think that they could use a laugh in their life, you know? Hey, is that, that mainstream news get you down? Maybe you like Weird AF News. That's how you pitch it. That's how I pitch it. So tell a friend. Give me a review, a rating. That's helpful. Check out my Patreon if, you, if you'd like to support the show on another level by maybe buying Jonesy a cup of coffee a month or something like that. It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. And you get uh, access to bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool shit. Videos. I'm going to upload a video right now with a very cute dog. So that's something that's worth uh, checking out, right? (laughs) Yeah, so check out the Patreon. Thanks for supporting Weird AF News. As always, you can call the show, 646-450-2012. You can email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. You can reach out on Twitter, at funnyjones, on Instagram, at funnyjones. And uh, on Facebook, Comedian Jonesy. I'm only in New York City for two more nights. Tonight, I will be performing at the Broadway Comedy Club. Please reach out to me if you're in the city and I'll put you on the list. Tonight's Tuesday. Tomorrow, Wednesday, I will not, I'll be seeing Andrew Dice Clay perform. Uh, I've never seen him before. My friend got me a ticket and we're going. And that's going to be my last night in New York. Then I go to Boston where I'm doing a show Thursday night in Charlestown. So hit me up on that. And then I'll be Saturday night in, uh, uh, in Saugus. And I'll be doing a show in Boston. I can't remember which night. Boston proper. But reach out to me if you're, uh, if you're up there. Uh, and uh, lastly, I hope you have a wonderful afternoon or evening, whatever it happens to be in your part of the world as this hits your ears right now. And we'll see you tomorrow, my friends.